In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our text for today is the Gospel reading, which you've already heard. You may be seated. What is the nature of the divine service? Or, I could ask it another way, why do we come here on Sundays, and what's the point? Well, some may say that we come here to this place to worship God, and that is not wrong. But that leads to another question. What is worship, and where does it come from? Defining worship in terms of what we do for God can lead to some pretty dangerous ground. It can lead to something that's rather close to, if not works righteousness on its face, it is works righteousness. It can, and it does lead to the idea that what we do for God is what makes him happy with us. Here's an Old Testament example. God often criticized the people of Israel for making their sacrificial offerings without really being aware of or pondering or believing the great promises that God had given to them. So in Psalm 50, God says, Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel. I will testify against you. I am God, your God. Not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you. Your burnt offerings are continually before me. So I want to reinforce here that the sacrifices, God says, are not bad in and of themselves. God says this, but why wouldn't he accept their sacrifices? Well, he goes on. I will not accept a bull from your house, or goats from your folds, for every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the hills, and all that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and its fullness are mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? So we see here, that God is not condemning the Israelites for the sacrifices, but they are acting as if God needed these sacrifices, as if they were doing him some sort of favor by doing it. So many ancient religions made sacrifices to their demon gods to appease them in their wrath. The Israelites were treating the true God in the same way, that he would be angry with them unless they made their animal sacrifices to God. We actually talked a little bit about this in Bible study this morning, that the gods of the ancient world were terrifying, that they feared their their God's wrath more than they loved the lives of their children, and so, so many cultures were willing to sacrifice their children to their demon gods. But to bring it into the year of our Lord 2022, when we think of God as needing our worship, that he's mad at us if we don't worship him, we're actually guilty of the same kind of works-centered worship 
and promise or worship as the Israelites were doing. So let's go back to the beginning. What is the nature of the divine service? What are we doing here? What's the purpose? Or to put it another way, what does God really want from us? Well, the psalmist continues. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. God asks in Psalm 50 for a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Now, this is a kind of offering that was not meant to atone for sin. A lot of the sacrifices had that as their purpose, but this was a recognition of what God had already done for his people. The sacrifice of thanksgiving, also called a peace offering in some parts of the Old Testament, this was a sacrifice that could only be made in faith, recognizing the promises that God had given to the people of Israel, but also the things that he had already done for his people. In other words, this kind of offering can only be given in response to something. And in this case, it's given in response to God's graciousness. This is what the true worship of God actually is. And this, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, is what we see demonstrated for us in the Samaritan leper today. He sees what God has done for him, and he returns to Jesus in order to give thanks for everything that Christ had done for him. The Samaritan, when he had seen this healing, he turned back, he praised Jesus, the Lord had given him his life back. You may remember that lepers were forced to live on the outskirts of their communities. They weren't allowed to go to church. They weren't allowed to spend time with their families. Jesus quite literally raised this man up from the dead and gave him back his life and his family. And in response to all of that, he fell down at the feet of Jesus and he worshiped. Here's how we, as Lutherans, have defined worship since the time of the Reformation. In 1530, our Lutheran fathers met at Augsburg to present the Augsburg Confession, that is the kind of the Declaration of Independence wrapped up with a constitution of what we believe, and this is what they said. And the difference between this faith and the righteousness of the law can be easily discerned. Faith is the divine service which receives the benefits offered by God. The righteousness of the law is the divine service which offers to God our merits, that is, our works, what we're doing. By faith, God wishes to be worshipped in this way, that we receive from him those things which he promises and offers. He goes on. Thus, God wishes himself to be known. Thus, he wishes himself to be worshipped. That from him we receive benefits and receive them too because of his mercy and not because of our merits. 
This is the richest consolation in all afflictions, spiritual or physical, in life or in death, as all godly persons know. When we gather in this place, we're not here simply to come before God with our works of of singing and praying and all of that stuff to make him happy. God is already happy with you in Christ Jesus. Jesus has borne the full wrath of God for you in his death at the cross. And now we worship God by receiving those things that he has promised to give to us in Christ Jesus. We hear his word and receive the gifts of forgiveness that he gives. In a few moments, we will receive his body and blood under the bread and wine given for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This is the highest worship of God. And so our Lutheran fathers go on, thus the worship and divine service of the gospel is to receive the gifts of God. On the contrary, the worship of the law is to offer and present our gifts to God. We can, however, offer nothing to God unless we have first been reconciled and born again. This passage, too, brings the greatest consolation as the chief worship of the gospel is to wish to receive remission of sins, grace, and righteousness. Of this worship, Christ says, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So go back to the original questions I asked. What is the nature of the divine service? Why do we come here on Sundays? What's the point? But we don't come here first and foremost to praise God. But we come to praise him in receiving the gifts of forgiveness, life, and salvation that God has given to us in Christ. And in response then, our God opens our lips and our mouths declare his praise. We sing it in Matins every other, every other week when we don't have the Lord's Supper. Oh Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. Our praises arise from the response to the gifts that God gives to us. And as Lutheran Christians, we also boldly confess that the same Christ who healed the ten lepers in Luke's account, also comes now into our midst today. He doesn't shy away from your sins. He doesn't turn away from your illnesses and infirmities. When when you come to this altar, you will receive the true body and blood of Jesus. His body that was broken for you that you might be made whole. And in response, we'll sing the Nunc Dimittis. Lord, now let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people. And by faith, we receive exactly what Jesus gives to you. 
You sing his praises in response. And so now the Lord Jesus has said to you, rise and go your way. Your faith has saved you. In Jesus' name, amen. And now the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus, our Lord.